You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. What's up, Whisper Nation? That's Big Travi, and I'm Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and we're here to give you the Fantasy Football Fix. This is the Fantasy Whisperers Podcast. Welcome in. Thank you guys. If this is your first time joining, thank you so much. We appreciate the love and the support. Big Travi, another weekend down. Week 8 is almost completely behind us. we still got the Monday night game. But it's, again, man, these crazy high scores. It's insane, man. Just insane. Yeah, I mean, over-unders just continue to get wrecked in these games. Uh, just think about the the Tampa Bay Cincinnati game, for example, where it's, you know, oh, we'll 37, get into that. 34, but like, uh, it's, it's crazy. We're just seeing massive amounts of like the rules are changing. So we're seeing a lot more offense driven league and it's, it's benefiting fantasy lineups. Maybe not mine, uh, in most leagues, but, uh, definitely other people's, my <laughs> yeah. opponents. Right. Exactly. Uh, so hopefully whisper nation, that's not happening to you guys, but, uh, I think yeah, it, I think wild. a big part, Travis, is we're just giving too good of information, and <laughs> our yeah. opponents are just listening to us. They're playing our, the guys we're saying to play, and we end up, you know, getting screwed over because of it. Yeah, it's a thankless job, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, it's right? a thankless job. All right. Well, t- today's show is going to be fun. We got our crowns, downs, and rebound show. We're going to give you the list of uh, players who. Continue to help you win week in and week out. Uh, we got a couple of players that are downers for sure, as well as those guys who normally produce for your show or for your team. But last year they or last week they might not have, but this week they rebounded, and so yeah. uh, we'll talk about those for sure. But first, Travis, I want to thank everybody again for joining. If this is your first time, please, please head over to the YouTube. And hit subscribe and hit the little bell. You'll get a notification anytime we release new content, which is all the time. As well as hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. We're releasing uh, articles and, and, and pictures and stuff like that all throughout the week. And head on over to thefantasywhispers.com. Travis, you're, you're putting up articles weekly to help Whisper Nation get through this season and continue to dominate. Yeah, all the content for the website usually starts on Tuesday, so we get the waiver piece out. Wednesday, our rankings go up, and Thursday, I like to do a player stay away article uh, where I go through some guys that I like to start, some guys I'd, I'd be willing to sit. Um, and just great information you guys can get over there. You can join the newsletter, uh, get some news updates via your email, and then, of course, uh, hit us up on Instagram. Like Johnny was saying, we got all of our great stuff coming out on Instagram, uh, trying to go daily doing some lives daily to get those updates out to you guys. All right, buddy. Let's jump into the news and notes. Let's do it. News and notes from around the NFL. That's right, Johnny. Our news and notes are brought to you by Fanatic. That's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. Listen, if you have an Apple device of any sort, you can head over to the App Store and download Fanatic. 
And this thing is great. This app has everything you need from all those other news sources. They've compiled it here into a nice news feed for you. And then if you dive a little bit deeper for each fantasy relevant player out there, they've got the last three games, stats, red zone stats, carries, targets, catches, uh, touchdowns, everything you need to kind of make those quick snap decisions. And listen, that's why you're listening to us. We're trying to get you guys prepped. And so is Fanatic. They are updating this thing daily. They want to help you win the week, win the next, and win your league. All right, Travis. Today's today's news and notes is not not too long, um, which is good. It's good news. Um, yeah. Some of the big news that came out this morning was that Deshaun Jackson, who caught a long bomb, has requested a trade. Yeah. Are you interested in any other destination where he would go? I mean, he he hasn't. Really, I mean, it, I mean, he's been. It really depends. Bust. He's been okay for fantasy this year. Um, he's actually been. I think he's been okay with regardless of the quarterback. And now we saw that Winston got benched in this game. Uh, we'll get a little bit more into that, but excuse me. I just think that I, I liked Deshaun Jackson's upside. He's still got that speed. He's still burning people, mm-hmm. and uh, his yards per reception is very high. And he was getting a good amount of this target share, so. We'll see if he still feels the same way if Fitzpatrick gets the starting job back, um, because we know that Fitzpatrick had a you know had some liking for Deshaun Jackson for sure. Yep. All right, we had and staying in that same kind of game. We had Ronald Jones come out of the game with a hamstring. He was sat for the rest of the day. Travis, this could be some of the best news for Peyton Barber owners because they they. Moved him, and as a starter, they they gave him the bell cow work. He ended up with a very, very nice day. Moving forward, I I think that we just need to forget about Ronald Jones this year. I think moving forward to next year, he might be a fantasy asset. But for this year, I don't. I just don't see it in the cards, man. He keeps getting injured, or they they're not playing him. Yeah, nothing is lined up correctly. It's I you know I equated a lot to Rashad Penny, like. The timing isn't right for these guys to make an impact on the field. We keep thinking it's going to be. They keep having these reawakenings, if you will. Um, and then, you know, just when we thought this was the week, I mean, everybody in the industry is writing sleeper uh, articles for Ronald Jones this week. And Thursday, Peyton Barber's a full go. And Dirk Cutter says, oh, no, he's playing. Yeah. And Barber went out there and he handled his business. He ran the ball. 19. He ran for 85, 85 yards. He ran a 19 times for 85 yards and a touchdown. He yeah, looked, one inch you know, touchdown. He looked, he looked okay. I'm not, I'm not bitter. Um, he looked okay behind that line. He's definitely better than the line is, you know, helping him out if you, if you look at the tape. But. Yeah, um, this is better for Peyton Barber owners than it is for anybody, you know, rostering Ronald Jones. All right. We had LaShawn McCoy officially cleared concussion protocol and is expected to play tomorrow night. That's big news. If the For those of you guys who have LaShawn McCoy and we're relying on him on Monday night's game, he is a full go for tomorrow night, which is good news for those owners. Um, we, had, we saw Matt Burita exit the Cardinals game late. <laughs> re-aggravated that ankle injury it's it's seriously it's just just sit down just sit down <laughs> for a week two get healthy and then when and then come back and and you could do your thing 
But I there was probably not a more polarizing situation than this running back situation that was going on this weekend. I mean, all over our Instagram, all over our DMs on social media was what to do with Mostert, 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 Mostert this week. Oh, what a great matchup. And it was. It should have been. And then all of a sudden, last minute, Breda suits up. I mean, this guy will not sit down and he continuously leaves the game with an injury. And I think. You know, that was the whole knock on him after last year because Shanahan wanted this guy. He he yeah. went to bat for this guy. He picked him out last year, and he just couldn't stay healthy, and I think that was the knock on him. And I think I honestly think he's just taking it too, like, personally, and he's just, yeah. like, going out there trying to suit up whenever he can. It's like, dude, you have a broken leg. Yeah. Like, I got it, coach. Go coach. Put yeah. me in, coach. Uh, like, oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah, that's frustrating. All right, we had the Cardinals running back David Johnson exited Sunday's game. He was being evaluated for a concussion. He late he did come back late in that game. Uh a comeback victory, I must say. Uh probably the only time I could say that this this year. Yeah, so too bad you guys don't play the 49ers again. Yeah, we would probably be undefeated. Yeah. No, uh, but right. this is good news. David Johnson, we saw I'm just going to touch on it just a little bit since we're not ta- talking about him in the show. We saw him used properly. He was actually rushing in the outside. He had a decent game, uh, but moving forward, they have a bye next week. But that's good. Good news if you're a David Johnson owner. All right, we had Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid said Tyree Kill suffered a groin strain. Yikes! Uh, in Week Eight against the Broncos, never like that, Travis. But we don't know the severity of it. He could be day to day. As of right now, we have no further news. Yeah, right now it's speculation, so monitor this. I've seen a couple reports. One report was that it, you know, groins are a multi-week deal, so this could be pretty bad. And then the other report was they had the game kind of in hand and they just shut him down early. Um, I hope it's not a long-term deal, just as uh, you know, a fan of Tyreek Hill and what's going on with that team and the offense. But uh, they're in a comfortable situation. They might be willing to rest him if they need to, so. We'll All right, Travis, that does it. That wraps it up for our news and notes section. You ready to get into the show, brother? Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. We're going to start off with the week eight crowns. Travis, why don't you kick it off and tell the Fantasy Whisper Nation what they probably already know if they have them on your team because you probably <laughs> won this week. Yeah, Marlon Mack is my first crown. Um, I know Johnny had to face him in our legal record, so he is not. This one probably stings yeah. Johnny pretty bad. But listen, we we don't do this for our own benefit. We do this to help the Whisper Nation. And I need you guys to realize that this guy put in another monster performance since returning three weeks ago. Uh, he has just been a stud. But in this game against the Raiders, 25 carries, 132 yards and two touchdowns. You look at him over the last three weeks, Johnny, and it's not a fluke. This guy has 56 carries 347 yards he's 69 fantasy points in most for rb3 yeah behind only Gurley and hunt over the last three weeks so rest of season johnny i like marlon mack listen we talked about it i wrote an article on it in the offseason if there was going to be one guy that was a running back for the colts uh as as the sole lead back in an Andrew Luck-led offense, we knew there was value there. Yeah. We are seeing that come to life. The guy, 
Um, you know, luckily for him, he's stayed healthy these last three weeks and he's been killing it. I mean, rest of the season, is he an RB one for you, Johnny? I think so. I mean, you, you look at, he checks all the boxes, right? He looks, he looked good. He's getting the, the care, the amount of carries you like he's on a potent offense and the defense isn't good. So yep. you like all of those situations and got him working in a little bit in the passing game. Travis, here's the most interesting thing to me when it comes to Marlon Mack, right? Naheem Hines, which we've talked about on the show several times, also received 11 carries. He had 78 yeah. yards rushing, and he had he was two for two in the passing game for seven yards. And yet, and still, he was able to produce the type of game that he did today under 25 carries. That's just yeah. insane. Uh, this guy, and I, I know it's really early to say this, Travis, but this guy could be one of those guys we talk about at the end of the year where teams, because he was probably on a lot of people's waivers wires because he was injured for so long. This could be a guy that's, you know, been picked up and and you ride to the championship. Like, this, yeah. this is one yeah. of those guys. I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here and the end of the year and we go, okay, Marlon Mack was on 70% of championship winning rosters just because of the way that it, it you know, he you you hit it all there when you talked about the offense and what he does there. Um, I just think he, if he works, if they get continue to give him work in the passing game, he's going to be even more mm-hmm. legitimate for them. And, uh, it really helps them and helps luck to have a running game strong like this. Yep. It helps luck. It helps the defense. If they can keep, uh, the time of possession more in a, uh, in a better manageable situation, then that's good. So what about you, Johnny? Give me, give me your first crown for this week. So for me, Travis, it's. Christian McCaffrey, right? We had a ton of of questions when I did the uh, Instagram live this morning. It was Christian McCaffrey or blank. And I was excited for Christian McCaffrey in today's game because of the the amount of targets that he was getting. However, when you looked at his body of work, he had 14 rushes for 45 yards and a rushing touchdown. The rushing touchdown surprised me. Uh, it was a very nice run, but... He was only four of six uh, catches for 11 yards and then added another touchdown, which was a batted ball. So I got a little bit. Yeah, I got a little bit lucky uh, this week with that call. But you like to see this from Christian McCaffrey getting the end zone, which is his biggest question mark. However, Travis, yeah. if you take those we, touchdowns away, it is a little bit concerning there. Right. I want right. I want to We add. talk about well, we talk about like we got these questions back and forth on on Instagram about CMC and what we, you know, we kind of tell the Whisper Nation is, "Hey, hold tight on CMC. He's in on 96% of his team's snaps." So, yeah. his floor is relatively high. If you take away the touchdowns, he's at about 60, you know, or 55, 6, you know, about 6 or 7 points. Uh, PPR, it's a little bit more, but I think the point is like, yes, he catches that pass for the touchdown. That's a deflection. You're only getting that kind of lucky touchdown. Like those kind of luck things happen if you're on the field for 96% of your team snaps. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, he's a fine play for the rest of the year. I think he, I don't think he returns that peak value that we thought maybe because he's not the number one option in his red zone yeah uh in his team's red zone but yeah i think gotta, he's, he's gotta like him next week he plays the tampa bay buccaneers he is going to feast against that oh defense. yeah oh yeah uh, we saw what uh joe mixon, joe mixon did. Off, yeah. yeah joe mixon had a honorable s- mention for me on crowns he's just been killing it two touchdowns 
uh, had a monster day. 21 carries for 123 yards and then also added three catches for 15, Travis, for Joe Mixon. Solid game. So expect uh, a very good game from CMC. I'm sure you'll be writing about it in your starts of the week, hint, hint, later this week. All right. <laughs> uh, Travis, you want to give us your second crown for the day? Yeah, I have to give it up to Old Man Rivers. Or should I say old man AP, Adrian Peterson out there just dusting fools. I've never seen a slower flipping gusher run in my life. Dude was just hey. hobbling down the field and the Giants were all the way behind him. Tra- but anyways, Tra- yeah, go ahead. Who knew? Yeah. Old, old running backs. Yeah, I know, while, man. Just... While useless behind most offenses <laughs> can still serve a purpose on your fantasy yeah. team. No joke. Adrian Peterson, 26 carries, 129 yards. Not just a rushing touchdown on that nice long run. He got himself a receiving touchdown on a seven-yard catch. Um, He continues to get this heavy, massive workload. Listen, I think (laughs) Gruden realizes that he can run Peterson as much as he wants Mm -hmm. because Peterson's okay with it. He's that old school football guy. Oh, I got a separated shoulder. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going in there. Like run me till I'm dead. Uh, like the guy is a beast. Like you see him on the sideline. He's got like chunks missing out of his knee. Like, I'm like, who is this guy? Uh, he's falling apart, but they, they keep running him heavy workload over the last three weeks. He's running back six, 67 carries, Johnny. 345 yards and two touchdowns. The guy is a stud for this team. And and really, with all the injuries in the pass core, the pass catching uh, core, I mean, he's their option for their offense. He's their offense. So and CT uh, got banged up again in this game, Travis. I I, continue, yeah. I think that Adrian Peterson is going to continue to have value in this offense because they, like you said, they don't have anybody else. And Adrian Peterson is so arrogant. And I, I like Adrian Peterson. He was a Sooner, Oklahoma Sooner, go Sooners. But he is so arrogant, and, like, he thinks he's the number one. He's the best running back in the league. And, I mean, he's clearly showing he still has the talent. So he's going to continue to roll out there, even with the separated shoulder, even with the missing pounds of flesh on his body, <laughs> because he no wants joke. to prove everyone wrong. Because all of us sitting behind a computer and looking at numbers say, wait, He's got to break down, right? But he continues to, you know, show up and show out. Yeah. All right, Travis. Uh, I realized that when we did our show notes that we did, uh, that we had four running backs. Generally, we don't like to do that. So I'm going to call an audible here. I'm going to switch it over for Whisper Nation. So give him a little bit of taste. But my honorable mention will be James Conner. The dude is a stud. I do want to touch on him a little bit, Travis. Uh, before I give my second crown, he he had 24 rushes for 146 yards and two touchdowns. He also added five catches on six targets for 66 yards. Moving forward, Travis, I gotta tell you, I'm nervous. If I I'm very nervous if I'm a Le'Veon Bell owner because he is he is performing so well that I think when Le'Veon Bell comes back. I think this will be a full-on timeshare, and I think that they're going to split time because you have two valuable guys. Why why mix up what's been working for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I could see a timeshare for the first couple of weeks, and it might be the later it gets, it might be, you know, that's the way it works, and it, and it really screws people up for fantasy purposes. 
I think by the time they're in, you know, the end of the season and the weather is turning um, and who, like, honestly, this offense is so efficient. It may, they may it both still have be. value. Yeah. Like um, if I'm, if I'm being honest, but I, I, on it, I think that this is going to turn into Le'Veon backfield once he gets acclimated back in, just because they have no reason to run Connor more. They yeah, have him. They can stash him for the rest of the year. They have all the reason in the world to run Le'Veon Bell into the ground in his last year. And they um, know what just, they have in James Conner now. Like they don't. Yeah. Have to go now that, that they're assured, yeah. they could kind yeah. of put him on the shelf for the rest right. of the year. And I mean, he'll he'll get worked in, of course. Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of so my thinking on it. So my crown, Travis, is going to go to Mike Evans. Welcome back to the top. Five, Mike Evans. He's been a, a pretty big disappointment so far this year. He's had a few good games, uh, but he went off t- uh, t- on Sunday's games. He had 13 targets, in which he caught six of them, for 179 yards and a touchdown. Travis, moving forward, I know that you know they're, they're not sure who's going to start between Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick, but if you're Mike Evans, don't you kind of want Ryan Fitzpatrick to be your quarterback? You had better games with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick seems to air it out down the sidelines a little bit more, and he's yeah, more I think, accurate. I think you get more of Mike Evans' ceiling when you have Ryan Fitzpatrick like that. We've seen Mike Evans be the number two wide receiver in all of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you get more of that ability when you have Fitzpatrick. It wasn't with Fitzpatrick that he got that. But the point my point is, is like Johnny was saying is he is not afraid to pepper Mike Evans with targets. Um, He being uh, Fitzpatrick and you and you're right. The two the first three games of the season, there were two of Mike Evans's best games of the year before this one. One, he had about 20 points against New Orleans in the first game of the year. And then he had about 20 points, uh, almost 20 points on Monday night against Pittsburgh, which, which was Fitz magic game as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that uh, I would prefer Fitzpatrick be my starting quarterback. And that's just because, uh, you know, his ability to bring Mike Evans to that elite level. All right, Travis, we're going to now switch it over to the week eight downers. You want to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> These guys, you probably started them and they did let you down. Yeah, it's... and you are probably listening to this podcast pretty like upset it. because you lost this week, most likely. I feel like we should be like, everybody hurts. <laughs> we, Sometimes we, we just lost all five of our viewers. Thanks, Travis. Yeah, dude. Hey, I do what I can. I'm killing my fantasy lineup, and I'm killing the show, dude. <laughs> so let's just. Well, at least I'm consistent, man. I'm just hey. trying to bring it. Hey, hey, that's all we go uh, for on the show is consistency. So if anything, you have a complete bomb and a complete landmine on your flipping lineup. T.Y. Hilton, man. Yeah. Targeted five times. He caught the ball once for 34 yards. I just don't know, Johnny. The yardage has not been there in the last two games since he's been back. Yeah. When do we start to get worried here in these last two games since coming back from the injury? Targeted nine times total. Uh, he bailed everybody out last week with a couple of short scores. Uh, but this week, not looking good. And I'm just sitting here wondering, Johnny, like, are you trying to ditch T.Y. Hilton? Do you think he gets more acclimated in the offense? 
I mean, this was a weird game. Andrew Luck threw a touchdown to three different starting tight ends. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so is it more like this is how it's going to be? It's going to be spread around, or do you do you trust? Do you want to buy low on Ty? I'm I'm going to sell on Ty, and here is why. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> you look at the okay. So he's not produced since he's been back. Andrew Luck seems to be spreading the ball. He has a lot more pass catchers now than he did, you know, year in years past that he could rely on. So he's got Ebron. He's got uh, Jack Doyle, who had a great game today. Honorable mention for Jack Doyle there, um, coming back from injury. He's also got uh, Chester Rogers, who's, uh, you know, a decent wide receiver. He's also got Naheem Hines, who's kind of becoming his check down guy. So it's not like it used to be in the in the in the old days where it was pretty much TY Hilton, yeah, you had Moncrief. We knew that 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 TY Hilton was always the yardage guy, but now he's not really needed to be that anymore. So he's boomer bust now and and what I see him playing like and and we've seen it in these past two games, but I want to here's a big part Travis on why I'm selling on TY Hilton. You look at the next six weeks of his uh, of his schedule, right? And these are crucial weeks. We're getting near playoff time, so a lot of owners need to start winning. You've got the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. So Ramsey, who did a really good job uh, against the Eagles today, it seems like they might be able to get back to somewhat covering wide receivers. Uh, then he plays the Tennessee Titans, which a decent matchup there. The Dolphins, so he'll get Xavier Howard on that one. You got the Jaguars again, the Texans, and then the Cowboys. So all six of them, the Tennessee Titan ones, uh, that team, I think that he could have the potential of a big breakout game there. But all the other the other five are concerning to me, Travis. And that's yeah. why I would say sell on T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably back you up there. I just think he's going to be more volatile than we expected coming into this year. Mm-hmm. And that's just because Andrew Luck is is slinging the ball around and not caring about who it is. And a lot of that has to do, I think, with the offensive line. You're seeing a lot of work with the tight ends, a lot of work with the backs. Um, and the other, you know, like the the check down wide receivers, if you will, because he they don't have a great offensive line. He's trying to get the ball out as fast as he can. So, yeah, I... I I'm down on T.Y. this week, and I'm probably down on his outlook for the rest of the season. One thing I will say, though, if you are a undefeated team or you're sitting at like five and or six and two, something like that, I wouldn't mind going and buying him. I know I just said I'm down on him, but here's why. Because <laughs> most likely you can sit him on your bench. Weeks 15 and 16, he plays the Giants and he plays the Tennessee Titans. So those are two matchups that you could probably start him in i mean you're not confident in at all but you could probably buy him really really cheap right now so that's just food for thought all right i like that i dig that little stash for a playoff team yeah okay so for my downer i got unfortunately our boy so sad didn't, Travis didn't carry on anything man no Only- it's it what what is Matt Patricia I thought we got through to him I thought we made it very clear that uh, what he was supposed to do with carry on Johnson yeah I mean he just clearly didn't listen and 
Uh, I'll have to watch a lot more of this tape of this game. It, uh, it wasn't one I was really tuned in on, but it seemed like it, maybe the game game script got away from there. It got into that shootout style game for them, and I just feel like they couldn't rely on the uh, it, here's on the weird. run. I will say though that him getting the eight targets uh, was a yeah. big part, and that's huge. Uh, and as long as Theo Riddick continues to be banged up, like I think you can rely on Carry On Johnson. He'll he'll have a nice safe floor with the receiving. Yeah, if you were in PPR uh, in a PPR league, he was decent for you. He had eight rushes for 22 yards, six receptions on eight targets for 69 yards. So he was okay in if you have him in a PPR league. But certainly after a huge breakout game last week, you really expected him to. Okay, Matt Patricia is going to say, "All right, this is my focal point. We're running back. We're going to use him like a bell cow running back." But Unfortunately, we didn't see it that way, or he yeah, didn't see was, it that way. Game so. was kind of weird. Uh, we had Marvin Jones reemerge in that game. Kenny G kind of fade into the background. That's my honorable uh, mention. One target for twelve yards, Travis. Yeah, so, so just some weird things. We'll see if that shakes out a little bit more normal to what Detroit had been doing before then. Um, but it just kind of looks a little messy right now. Speaking of a mess, my second down here is Jordan Reed and he just continues to be like the rest of his uh, fellow tight ends at the in the NFL he continues to underwhelm uh, especially in this offense with Smith you thought this was a really perfect marriage based on the way Alex Smith used the tight ends the way Jay Gruden game plans tight ends into his offenses Uh, he's yet to get more than 65 yards in any game this season and he's only scored once and that was in week one against the Arizona Cardinals the only thing that is encouraging here is he's got target share. Okay. He got 12 targets in this game. Um, I just, he's he, not, they're not producing droppable? a lot of yards. Is he droppable? I don't know if he is just based on what, like the tight end situation in general. Like I will say that there are guys that I am interested in, like Chris Herndon or Jack, who Doyle. Continue, Jack Doyle, who, yeah, Jack Doyle is interesting. So, yeah, I think if you want to try and I don't think that he's a must start anymore. Um, I will say that they play Atlanta this week, though, um, and you'll want to start your tight end against Atlanta. So if you're looking at if you're playing matchups as it is like, yeah, I wouldn't just bail on him just yet. Twelve targets plus playing that bad defense. Uh, It might be one of those situations like the minute you go to drop him, he's going to score. So um, Jordan Reed is just he's that name. You know, you you hang on to a name for so long. That's all he is anymore. He's not going to hit that. He was a guy that you thought could hit the top tier of tight ends based on his talent. Yeah. When we came into this year and And he's just quarterback. But yeah, and he's just we covered that in the last episode about how Jordan, (laughs) how uh, Alex Smith can't read. And that's a big that's a big reason. So, Travis, for my week eight, my last week eight downer has to go to the guy who let me down personally, and that is yeah. Jameis Winston. He was 18 for 35 for 276 yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions, Travis. Four interceptions. He had some of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I, they were. It was like, are, were, are you a high school quarterback? Because he, he makes some magnificent throws on the field. Like he has. Yeah. And he just makes the complete polar opposite throws. Um, 
he is a very bipolar quarterback. Yeah. Uh, like from one end to the other. I will say this about Jameis Winston, man. I feel your pain. Whisper Nation, if you guys trusted in him, we feel your pain. Two leagues I have Jameis Winston. I started him in. Two leagues I benched Deshaun Watson for Jameis Winston. And I benched Cam Newton for Jameis Winston. So Jameis Winston has welcomed himself to my waiver wire in those two leagues. Yeah, so that was my next question I was going to ask He will be dropped. Once one thing is, is I I don't know if I can trust him anymore. The other thing is, is I don't know if Tampa Bay is going to even roll with him anymore. Right. You got like six games. Travis are the Carolina Panthers, Redskins, Giants, 49ers, Panthers and Saints. Now, there are some nice matchups in there. But again, you're rolling them out in what all the stats were showing that the the Bengals matchup was supposed to be a great matchup for him. And he goes up. And it was a great matchup for Fitzpatrick once he got in. Yeah. I mean, Fitzpatrick started leading them back in that game. If it weren't for a late second uh, uh, field goal, they would have had a shot there. So, yeah, I just I don't know what's up with Jameis. He um, he just seems to be off. And I I don't know that they're going to keep trusting him. And I would advise that you not trust him in your lineup going forward. Like if you need a streamer and he's playing the Niners. okay, yeah, yeah. You know, he's playing the Giants. Yeah, okay, maybe. But, like, he's not a guy I want to trust uh, to lead my team for the rest of the year. All right, Travis. Speaking of trust, we're going to talk about <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Uh, we're going to talk about these next kind of guys who we built a lot of trust in them, and they've let us down last week. No doubt about it. But they came through for us this week. And, Travis, I'm going to kick it off with my own backyard buddy here, and I want to get the chance started. Larry, Larry, that's right, Larry Fitzgerald, welcome back, 12 targets, caught eight of them for 102 yards and a touchdown, I talked about him on Instagram in the morning when we did our lineup show, I said if Larry Fitzgerald is on your waiver wire, go pick him up, he's got a new offensive coordinator, They he knows how to use him, and Travis, Larry Fitzgerald has now scored touchdowns on back-to-back play on uh, back-to-back games. He's starting to build that rapport with Josh Rosen. Where, how, what do you see Larry Larry Fitzgerald the rest of the year? He's on a bye next week, but moving forward, they uh, have a very favorable mat, uh, rest of the season matchups. I think there's a you know there's a shot for him to be wide receiver two for the rest of the year. In that realm, I think there's a you know a, a shot on that. Definitely wide receiver three with some upside. Um, my biggest concern wasn't actually the offense earlier in the year; it was the injuries. Like he was getting banged up here and there. He seems to have shed those injuries yeah. and come back really strong here. And now, yes, the the new offensive coordinator coordinator is a big uptick. Twelve targets, leading the team in targets and receptions and yardage. Uh, that was big, and uh, so I think that. Yeah, I, I like him. I rest of season. Uh, Fitzgerald is a big guy. Like in our legal record, Johnny went and swooped him up the uh, more Sunday morning. I really wanted him there. I ended up having to play Dante Moncrief, and now I'm looking at my lineup, going, "Man, I really wish I had that Larry Fitzgerald in there." So Larry's a guy I was I was looking at as well. Um, and next, I think next, sorry, Travis, not to cut you off, but next after the bye week, next six games, you got the the Chiefs. The Raiders, the Chargers, the Packers, the Lions, and the Falcons. The only one that is concerning to me there is maybe the Chargers, 
But I think Larry will still be able to get his there. Great, great rest of the season schedule. Yeah, I mean, if he's getting the 12 targets and the usage, it'll always be a nice floor because he's that possession receiver. Right. So he's going to get your, you know, underneath stuff. So, yeah. Um, for me, I have a rebound of Marvin Jones Jr., also a wide receiver, also came in and, and did big things this week, but it was really hard to trust him coming into this week based on his recent production. 10 targets, 7 catches, 117 yards, and not one but two touchdowns. He had put up a forgettable performance the week before with three catches for 29 yards against Miami. Mm-hmm. Comes into this game and torches Seattle. Um, Marvin Jones, man, I don't know if you can trust him to, you know, I think we talked we talked a little bit about this. We talked a little bit about how he's going to show up some days and, and not the other. I think that's exactly what we're seeing here is you're going to get these pop games out of him mm-hmm. because he's that big bodied, big play wide receiver. But uh yeah, I mean, if you had him in your lineup, kudos to you, especially with some bye weeks going on. Uh, he he paid off for you big time. So he's my rebound for this week. I honestly think Golden Tate is like the only guy that you can cons- consistently trust in this offense because he saw 12 targets. He caught seven of them for 50 yards. And yeah. so he's the only one that's consistently getting the same volume, Travis. So you know, I'm sure we'll talk about him in next week's show when we when we dive into next week's uh, matchups. But yeah, kind of kind of insane there. Talking about insane, Travis, someone close to your heart that you mentioned a little bit earlier, Deshaun Watson. Welcome yeah. back, welcome back, welcome back. Sixteen for twenty, two hundred and thirty nine yards and five touchdowns. Travis, he's only... essentially throwing a touchdown every three passes. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> it was it was really really fun to watch. Uh, I want to bring this up as uh, in show notes just to give you guys a little bit uh, whisper nation a little background. Travis and I talk before each show, or, or you know we talk all the time, but um, we were talking about Patrick Mahomes. Of course, because we both gush about Patrick Mahomes. And Travis, you mentioned something that I thought was really cool. And you said that you love Patrick Mahomes because he is so fun to watch. Like, he's on your fantasy team, but he you enjoy watching him. He makes it yeah. fun. And that's – I don't have Deshaun Watson on any of my teams. But when I was watching that game, like, it was so fun to watch That was him. That was last year's Deshaun Watson in that yeah. seven-game stretch. That was the – electrifying Deshaun Watson. We come, we came to love last year. Um, I will say that the Will Fuller injury, losing Will Fuller for the year is a yeah, big blow to Watson. Uh, yeah. Kiki Cutie does have burner speed. He's got to come back healthy though, uh, but he's not exactly Will Fuller. Uh, he's more of that slot guy. Yeah. So that, that'll that help. They'll run some trickeration. But yeah, I mean, this was just great to watch all I mean, hats off. I mean, and Miami obviously was getting torched over the last few weeks. I mean, I wrote about Deshaun Watson in my player stay away article. He was a big play for me. I liked what I was seeing out of uh, getting Fuller back and getting um, <clears throat> and getting Miami on the slate because of what Miami had done the last couple of weeks. But, man, it was so much fun to watch. I couldn't agree more. And Watson really rebounded for his owners that trusted in him uh, after he was letting him down a couple of weeks before that. All right, Travis, so, you want to you want to give us yeah, your last my other my here? last rebound here is Chris Carson. So we kind of forget about these guys that go on by because Chris Carson and the and the Seattle Seahawks went to London, played the Raiders, and he had a ho hum game, fifty nine scoreless yards in Week Six. They got Rashad Penny involved a little bit. It was a blowout. 
he didn't really see that love. So we kind of were like, okay, is what's going on with this backfield? Well, comes out of the bag like gangbusters, 25 rushes for 105 yards and a touchdown. And basically we're seeing Schottenheimer do this, you know, out of the last five weeks, four out of the last five, he's given these guys 20 plus touches, whoever the starter is. And as long as it's Chris Carson, you you got to bet this guy's anywhere between 20 and 25 touches every game. Um, and he's doing work with him. He looks good. We talked about not wanting a piece of this running game. It's actually one of the most productive running games in the NFL now, um, just based on the fact that it's pure volume and they they're getting that run. They're getting that offensive line a little bit, you know, more cohesive than it's ever been in the last few years. Mm hmm. All right, Travis, I wanted to do an honorable mention for the rebounds, and that is Aaron Jones. Congratulations, brother. Like you showed today that you should be the number one back for the Green Bay Packers. Everyone in the world knew it, except for the head coach for the Green Bay Packers. But you rushed 12 times for 86 yards and a touchdown. You look great against that Rams defensive front. That Every time he touched the ball, Johnny, it was just like, oh, okay, this guy is our featured back. Yeah. Like This guy needs to be our featured back. What I did love about this game, because they did, he did, McCarthy tried to pull some tricks even in this game. Jamal Williams got an early touchdown yeah. on him garbage it was yeah it's some bs that they keep putting jamal williams in there because he's not good um at running the football and then even ty montgomery got some love in there even though he lost the game for the green bay packers essentially uh with a kick return fumble uh well i'll save that for another day because that's really sad <laughs> um but aaron jones got worked in some pass he caught two balls uh didn't gain any yards one was negative one was positive for a yard but the fact that they're getting him worked into the passing game, that's how he's going to be a legit RB, you know, two and above is, is if he gets some passing game work. Yeah. But I, he look, the guy is too explosive to not get more touches, 12 rushes. I'd like to see that get up to the 15 to 20 range and then good night, because this guy is averaging well over five yards of carry. Uh, you can see it when he runs. He, he's just explosive. And listen, Matt Barry, shout out to Matt Barry. He was a big proponent of this. Only Alvin Kamara had more runs for more than 15 yards last year than Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones has the big play capability, and you saw it in this game. He busted a game wide open for the Packers uh, that, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't think that the Packers belonged in, and he, he was a big reason why. Yep. All right. Thank you guys so much, Whisper Nation. That wraps up our downs, crowns, and rebounds episode. Thank you so much for joining. Make sure you check out our podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. We are up there. As well as please go over to thefantasywhispers.com and get all of our latest content, as well as links to all of our social media accounts and anywhere we are. All right, Travis, that's it for us. That's Big Travi. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.